that be your prayer, may that be my prayer. As we talk about the Messiah, a righteous branch, the Lord desires righteousness from us. He desires holiness from us. He desires brokenness because that is what pleases him, that we may know him more, that we may acknowledge him as Lord and Savior of our lives, that we may return to him where we have wandered away from, when we have wandered away from him, that indeed he will take our full being, he will form our hearts, he will transform our minds, and he will cause us to be the kind of people that he wants to be. Lord, indeed, we surrender this evening. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for everything else that has happened. And now as we share your word, Lord, touch me, use me, and let your word accomplish that which you have purposed this evening. Lord, we take power and authority over any forces that are contrary to yours. We frustrate them. We nullify them. And we ask that you will arise and you'll scatter your enemies, that your word will be planted on fertile soil. Keep us alert, O oh God, that, Father, that which you plant in our hearts will germinate, to bear fruit, fruit that lasts, and we'll enjoy eternity with you to the glory and the honor of your name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen, amen and amen. A very good evening to all of you. You all look wonderful, beautiful, handsome, smart. I can't see the ones online, but you're all very welcome. I know you are wonderfully and fearfully made, and we are grateful to be in the presence of the Lord. We are in the Easter month, just concluded Easter, and we thank God for the resurrection power that we are talking about as our theme this month. And I pray that that resurrection power will reach out to each and every one of us in our situations, that those dead situations will arise in the name of Jesus. Yes, and those of us that are rejoicing and celebrating, we give thanks to the Lord. A lot has been shared about the risen Lord, the ever-living one, the Son of the Most High God, the Messiah. As uh, the assistant provost was sharing, if you have been following, a lot has been talked about the Messiah, but just to remind ourselves that simply the Messiah means a liberator, a savior, the anointed one. Our focus is on the attribute of this Messiah about righteousness and the topic the Messiah a righteous branch the Messiah a righteous branch we'll read from Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 5 and 6 Jeremiah chapter 23 verse 5 and 6 the days are coming declares the Lord when I'll rise up for David, a righteous branch, a king who will reign wisely and do what is right 
and right, what is just and right in the land. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel will live in safety. This is the name by which he will be called the Lord, our righteous Savior, the word of the Lord. Righteous, as we look at the name, simply means morally right. It means good. It means justifiable. It also means correctness. It means uprightness. And it is that state of righteousness. And indeed, righteousness starts with repentance. When we repent and feel sorry about our sins, then we are able to abandon them. We are able to turn to the Savior, the righteous branch, the Lord, our righteous Savior, and then he is able to save us, he is able to deliver us, and to help us to learn to walk in his righteous ways. And the word righteousness is one of those repeated words that runs in scripture and it is part of the armor that God provides for us in the book of Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 14 we read about the armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness. And where is that armor supposed to be? Where? In the chest. And what is in the chest? The heart, a very important part of our body. And that armor, the righteousness, protects the heart. And scripture says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23, Proverbs 4:23, that above all else, Guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. Other translations say, guard it diligently. Guard your heart diligently, meaning we need to have the armor, the breastplate of righteousness permanently in place so that the heart will be safe, it will be secure because out of it flow all the issues of life, flow everything that we do. Hallelujah. So in my own understanding, I would like to say that righteousness is a heart matter. Can we say it together? Righteousness is a heart matter. It is the breastplate of righteousness that's supposed to guard the heart. And without the righteousness, then our hearts are not in the right shape. But this heart matter righteousness, it starts with repentance, as I've said. It starts with us acknowledging our unfaithfulness, our state of the heart that is not right before God. And we receive the salvation that the righteous Savior brings. And then we depend on the Lord God Almighty, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And all the provisions he gives, the word and all the armor 
that we are able to live up to the time when we leave this earth or when Christ returns, whichever happens first. It's a hard matter, but it is also ongoing. It's a process that you can't say, now for me, I'm perfected. Eh? I am upright, I am correct, I am good, I am, you know, okay, I do not need any more righteousness, no. And as we continue to read, we realize that the background to this topic, to this uh, verse in Jeremiah, uh, the two verses we've read in Jeremiah chapter 23, is because the people of Israel had sinned against God. They had disobeyed his commands. And the Lord punished them. Both the political leaders, the religious leaders, the priests, the prophets, had all disobeyed the Lord. And so they were judged, they were punished, and where we get the word, the branch, it's like they were like a tree that has been cut. Have you ever seen a stump? A tree has been cut. But now God is promising he's going to raise a branch, a shoot coming from that stump, meaning that he's dealing with unrighteousness, with sin, with evil, and the righteous branch, the righteous savior is going to restore righteousness. Hallelujah. So righteousness is not on our own accord, but it's on the accord of Christ, the righteous savior. So as God promised, he indeed fulfilled and in First Samuel chapter 13, verse 14, First Samuel 13, 14, the Bible says, But now your kingdom shall not endure. The Lord has sought out for himself a man, David, after his own heart, and the Lord has appointed him as leader and ruler over his people. Because you have not kept or obeyed what the Lord commanded you. This is a message given to King Saul in his disobedience to the Lord. The Lord took away the kingship from him and sought out David, whom he calls a man after his own heart. And the passage that was read, uh, which I read, Jeremiah 23, verse 5 to 6, is repeated almost verbatim, just about 10 chapters in the same book. We find a similar reading in Jeremiah chapter 33, verse 14 and 16, and the Bible says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I'll fulfill the good promise I made to the people of Israel and Judah. In those days and at that time, I will make a righteous branch sprout from David's line. He will do what is just and right in the land. In those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. This is the name by which it will be called the Lord, our righteous Savior. 
Let me suggest a few key features that we can learn from about righteousness from these scriptures that we have read. One of them is that righteousness is a heart matter, as we have just said, that it is that righteous king who reign wisely, do what is right and just in the land. But also that righteousness, the righteous branch, the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, is the author, is the perfecter of salvation. As we see in verse 6 of Jeremiah 25, verse 6a, that in those days Judah will be saved. And also that righteousness leads to safety. Righteousness leads to safety, where in verse 6b of Jeremiah 25, the Bible says, Israel will live in safety. As I share, I pray that the Lord will minister to each one of us. Let's check how we are living. Is there a particular thing that the Lord is prompting us to deal with, to identify? As I've mentioned, we are all work in progress, so we keep pushing, we keep working at it. Righteousness being a heart matter, we have already heard that God told Saul, I have rejected you because you've disobeyed me, and I have sought out a man after my own heart, a man called David. And uh, when we talk about the righteous branch, we know that this very scripture was not only confirmed in the same book, but it's also fulfilled in the Gospels where we see Jesus Christ coming and being born of a virgin. His virgin birth confirms the fulfillment of the scripture, of the promise that the Lord had made to the people of Israel, but to the rest of us. And when we talk about a branch, do we find a branch just hanging in space? Where do we find a branch? On a tree. Yes, we have mentioned that here God had cut out that tree because of sin, but he's raising a branch from a stump. And this word branch is simply figurative. It's figurative relating to a descendant or offspring. We have heard that the Jesus came into the human form in this world through the lineage of King David, the man after God's own heart, whom we can say a man who is righteous. So Jesus is born as a branch from the family tree of King David. And we read in Luke chapter 6, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 to 45. Luke 6, 43 to 45, the Bible says, No good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man 
brings good things out of the good stored in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Again, reminding us, righteousness is a heart matter. It begins in the heart. We cannot give what is good if what is in our heart is evil. That picture of a tree, even as we are looking at a branch, which is a righteous branch from the shoot of David's lineage, that it's only a good tree. I do not know what are bad trees, but I think the quick example that we are given is thorns. We have seen the thorns. We cannot pick mangoes from a thorn tree. And also, if we have a mango tree, you will not expect to pick thorns from it. Hello? So, one produces their own kind. You cannot give what you do not have. And you know, salvation righteousness being a process, you'll ask me, this man that God calls a man after his own heart, was he without sin? King David, was he sinless? What are some of the things we know about him? Adultery? Murderer? Hmm. One of the other things I know about him, he was an IDP, an internally displaced parent. Hmm? Do you remember the story about his children? It was not very easy, it's not very good. But yet God calls him a man after my own heart. And Let's listen to why God is saying so in Acts chapter 13, verse 22 to 23. Acts 13, 22 and 23, the Bible says, After removing Saul, he made David their king. God testified concerning him, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart, he will do everything I want him to do. From this man's descendants, God has brought to Israel the Savior, Jesus, as he promised. Hallelujah. The key thing is God testifies that David is committed. He will do that which I want him to do. David was committed he was quick to repent. He was quick to seek and pursue righteousness. But he was also humble. Imagine he's a king. And someone comes to him and gives him a story, Prophet Nathan, about somebody's sheep and how someone took it. And, you know, that person should be killed and whatever. And then the prophet says, actually, you are that person. Hmm? Can you imagine the boldness that King Nathan had, but also the humility 
I mean prophet Nathan had, but also the humility that King David had. You may not be a king, you may not be a president, whatever your situation, if someone confronts you with a message that requires you to humble yourself, to be able to repent, knowing that you have sinned, King David had lied or had committed adultery with Bathsheba, the wife of Raya, and he arranged for his death. But when he was told, we read in Psalm 51, the man goes repenting. He has a contrite heart, a heart that seeks after God. I don't know about you. How are you? Just reach out to your neighbor, ask him or her, how is your heart deep down there, there, down there, there, inside. Hmm? How is your heart? I see people laughing. <laughs> is the laughter because there is good news inside the heart? Eh? Down there. Is it okay? And I'm reminded of a song in Luganda. Someone sang a I don't remember the Luganda words very well, but the English bit of it is, if the heart is able to walk on the road. Hmm? What would we see? Bias, hypocrisy, hatred, all kinds of things. The abortions we have done and nobody has known. But also there are things that can also be clearly open. Sometimes we come to a service like this. And Bambi, because the devil is trying to work out strategies, he deceives us and we think certain fashions are the real ones. They are the ones on vogue. And we dress in such a way that we are provocative. I pray and hope that none of us eh, is in that category. But just in case... Please, let's sort that out. Hallelujah. There's room at the cross. There's salvation. There's deliverance. We can be set free. And as I'm speaking, you might think it's us, this gender. But I know that the other gender also has its own lot. Sometimes, especially when the brethren bend, eh, you don't want to see certain things. And we understand the background that people who dress that way have a problem. Their pants, okay, their trousers can't fit eh, properly. But we are simply coping because we think it's okay. These days, I, I, I see people dress and I'm like, okay, should, really, we, should we really dress like this? Is this a kind of dressing? So there are things in the heart, but there are even things on the outside. But whoever it is, I pray that the Lord will prompt us to sort ourselves out, that we shall not lead anyone into temptation. Yes, sin is there, but do not be the one to lead the other person into that sin, into that temptation. Whatever our heart matter is, I pray that the Lord will help us, we'll be able to deal with those situations, 
will be willing and ready to know that much as Jesus is a righteous savior, he's also a righteous judge. Right now he has given us grace. We have the period to continue walking slowly, but the time will come when he returns or when you leave this world, yours will be over. And I pray that whichever happens first, we shall be ready, we shall be able to have our heart sorted so that we can be in eternity with him. Hallelujah. As we look at the righteous branch as the author and perfect of our faith, we read this in Hebrews 12, that we need to fix our attention on Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And yes, he is the only savior. There is no other savior. Sometimes we are told, oh, you know, all religions are the same. You know, all roads lead to Rome. No, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. No one goes to the Father except through me. There are no different ways to heaven, no different ways to God. Let's remember to come to him. And as we noted that the Israelites had sinned and God had punished them. But don't look at the Israelites. What about you? What about me? Again, the state of our heart. The Bible says we have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. No one is righteous. And as a result, there is punishment. The wages of sin is death. But thank God that his free gift in Jesus Christ is eternal life. We thank God for Jesus Christ, the only righteous Savior through whom we could be saved, through whom we can be reconciled to God. Praise the name of the Lord. So I pray, my brothers and sisters, that we will cling to this righteous Savior. We will receive that free gift of God. And we know that it's not just saying, I have accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior, and that is the end of it. We used to sing and say, That statement, that song is okay, but it's not all. Hmm? Salvation is a process. When we accept Christ, we are justified, but we must walk to be sanctified until we are glorified, until we are made like God. So I encourage us that, yes, when we get saved, it is okay and it is done, deal, but we have a role to play. We must cooperate with God. The Father, we must cooperate with the Savior Jesus. We must cooperate with the Holy Spirit as he prompts us. And uh, again, salvation is not just because we want to get a visa. My sister, that visa, may God have his way in it. We are not just saved to get a good husband or wife. We are not just to be saved, you know, for material and in temporal things, but it's for eternity, to enjoy eternity with the Lord. Hallelujah. By the grace of God, this year, it will be about 40 years 
since I accepted Christ as my Lord and Savior. Just to encourage you that salvation is not just, aha, uh-huh, I have finished. You know, we keep walking. We keep putting right. Amen. Will you receive the gift of salvation if you have never? Oh, if you have backslidden, would you return to the Lord? But maybe there is a family member that you know who has never accepted the Lord. Would you stand in the gap for them? Would you intercede? Maybe a friend, maybe a workmate, maybe somebody in government. May we treasure the Savior, the righteous branch. But also, as we look at salvation being a heart matter, that the righteous branch, Jesus Christ, is the author and perfecter of salvation, of our faith, that we'll also remember that righteousness leads to safety. And safety is more to do with protection, with security, against dangers, against harm. And in Isaiah chapter 54, Isaiah 54, verses 14 to 17, the Bible says, In righteousness you shall be established. You shall be far from oppression, far for you shall not fear, and from terror, for it shall not come near you. Indeed, they shall surely assemble, but not because of me. Whoever assembles against you shall fall for your sake. Behold, I have created the blacksmith. Behold, I have created the blacksmith who blows the coals in the fire, who brings forth an instrument for his work. And I have created the spoiler to destroy. Verse 17. No weapon fashioned against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me. You are established, I am established, we are established in righteousness, but the heritage that we get from the Lord is because of righteousness. So this affirms the fact that righteousness leads to safety. But as we are reading this portion of scripture, it has a lot of excitement, but it also has the connotation that there are enemies, that there are people who pursue us, there are people who do not wish us well, Do you have some enemies that you are afraid of? Are you afraid of thieves? Are you afraid of those envious workmates or neighbors? Could it be that sometimes you are even afraid to sleep because the moment you sleep, all sorts of nightmares come your way? My brothers and sisters, Whatever it is, maybe you are afraid of the future. I pray that the Lord will have his way. The Lord will encourage you and surely no weapon that is fashioned against you shall prosper as you pursue righteousness, as you depend on the Lord, our God. Allow me just share 
that uh, we have had thieves attempt to come into our house and actually they succeeded. The first time, it was during the day, we were not there, we had just got a maid who did not know uh, English, she, she did not know Luganda and these people start coming and uh, there are a five man delegation, strong men delegation. So they come and they ask this girl, actually the, the ringleader understood that the girl knows one language and he decides to speak that language. And she, he tells her, actually they monitored, my husband had just come from a trip and he had brought stuff and the girl had cooked uh, some meat and they come and tell her, you know what, your boss has given us money. The ringleader saying, your boss has given me money, you go and buy meat so that you can cook for the visitors. The girl innocently says, but meat is here, I have actually cooked, they had chapati in their hands. And the girl innocently serves them. <laughs> but guess what? The Lord protects his own. This girl had a baby, but by that time the baby had slept. So the girl was alert, just focusing on the thieves. As they finish eating, the man thinks now the deal is being aborted. He tells the girl, no, you must go and buy meat. Now, the other thing that the Lord used was the girl didn't know where to buy anything because we used to buy the things ourselves and she was new around. But God just reminded her and said, okay, please hold on. Somebody's coming from school. She's about to reach now. She's the one going to buy meat. The moment they heard that, they took off. <laughs> the Lord protected. They never took anything except the meat that they ate. Hallelujah. They could have taken many things. There were so many things just in the open. But the second time incidence of these dreams was that I had come actually here at the cathedral to pray an overnight. And we had just entered our house and we didn't have doors in the corridors. Now, some people again who monitored what was happening decided to cut the burglar in the window, jump through, step on the sink, uh, pick a new kettle, electric kettle, put it on a cooker which is working, and they decide to pick a fridge which is scrap. While in the sitting room, dining, there is TV, there is a new fridge, they never reached there. The Lord protected those things. They took the scrap, but the Lord protected us. Just to show us that, yes, sometimes they may not come near, but sometimes they may even come, but they will not do harm to us. People were sleeping, but they were saved. Praise the name of the Lord. I do not know what your situation is, whatever it is that you're fearing. The Lord is able to help us, friends. The Lord is able to help you. Just tell yourself, the Lord is able to help me. The Lord will establish me in righteousness. I'll just conclude with this. 
while growing up, I was a small person. I think I'm still small. Even in my senior one, I was called baby. <laughs> but by the grace of God, I am who I am. Because people used to think, but this small thing, can she get married? Can she give birth to children? I remember some of my own relatives speaking in the hearing of someone else who came and told me, but friends, by the grace of God, just next week on Tuesday, God willing, we will be making 25 good years in marriage. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the children, they thought I could not bear. I have wonderful children, both biological, but others as the Lord has brought in my care. And one of them has recently graduated. <laughs> Several of them have graduated. We started by having children in the family, relatives, before we had our own children. The Lord has been gracious. We have seen many people graduate, so many people marry. The blessings of God are numerous. So just be reminded that brokenness, which is repentance, the salvation, the holiness and righteousness is what God desires from each one of us. The righteous branch the righteous person must remain in the righteous tree, in the Savior, in order to bear good fruit. And this fruit must endure. And in James chapter 3, verse 18, the Bible says, James 3, 18, and the seed whose fruit is righteousness, that is spiritual maturity, is sown in peace by those who make peace by actively encouraging goodwill between individuals. Are you a peacemaker? What does the Bible say about the peacemakers? They will be called children of God. If we need to be children of God, we need to be peacemakers. We pursue righteousness, which is its fruit, but also be obedient to the commands of the Lord in order to enjoy eternal life. God calls us to pursue righteousness, to live in purity, for without which no one will see God. Without holiness, without righteousness, no one will see God. Do you want to see God? What do you need to do? Pursue righteousness. And the Bible also said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. May the Lord bless us, even as we continue in prayer. Let me ask my brother to pick it up from there. Let's give God another hand of praise. Amen. Indeed, Christ, the righteous branch, and only in him shall we draw righteousness seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto us blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness for they will be filled blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness theirs is the kingdom of heaven we are going to pray 
And the one thing that distinguishes us believers, children, Christians, from the rest of the world, when we are presented before the entire world, the one thing that shows that we are different from them is our righteousness. Amen. And as she said, from the bottom of our hearts, and so if our hearts were to be laid bare here, I don't know how the Lord, what the Lord is going to unveil and reveal that is in our hearts as believers. Certainly, when the world is looking at us, actually the local language words are stronger. They see us and in Uganda, but ita abatukirivu, isn't it? Oyomutukirivu. Omukrista, yomutukirivu. The Holy One. The Ruchiga One. Well set apart. Ohichirire, you understand? Ohichirire, niwogwe, that one. He's the, the righteous one. So the world looks at us and we are the righteous, aren't we? And we pray like it was said of King David, I've found a man after my own heart. The man David crying after righteousness. We are going to sing that chorus based on Psalm 51. Cast me not away from your presence, O Lord. Restore unto me the joy of salvation as we do a personal search of our hearts as we pray, as we say, God, in a messed up world that we are in, we long to be the righteous people that carry on the example of Christ where we are. of us just raise your right hand unto the Lord and in your own words speak to him regarding 
those things in your heart as a believer and speak to him matters of your own relationship with him, some of which have tinted your walk with the Lord and ask the Lord to forgive you, ask the Lord to bring you a restoration, ask the Lord to help you hold unto Christ Jesus, the righteous branch, that in him will gain the state that he offered, that he gave unto us, that he freely gave to us as a people forgiven, a people restored, a people redeemed and bought back to the Lord. Father, as we raise our right hands before you, we do a personal search and we see the mess that we believers have been engaged in. Lord, we see the mess in the world that we are in. And we only raise these hands to say, God, forgive us, God, such deeper in our hearts. And Lord, bring that forgiveness to us, Lord, that you do the cleansing with high soap. That God, you create in us that clean heart. Lord, how we pray that you take away the hearts of stone, the sinful hearts, the hearts of disobedience, that you'll be able, Lord, to live as a people that are obedient to you, that do your will, that carry on your purposes. King of kings, thank you that you bring us restoration. And we thank you for the message that we've received from your servant, Reverend Betty. Lord, it is a prayer that as we all pledge allegiance to live lives that are righteous, that your hand of protection shall be upon us. As your word says to us, blessed are the righteous. Even when they are persecuted because of their righteousness, they will see the kingdom of heaven. Some of us, Lord, may be suffering persecution and hardships in our places of work, in our relationships, because we've taken the path of righteousness. We pray that it will be known that there are people in Uganda today whose heart is after God, who live in righteousness because they are in Christ Jesus. Lord, as we raise our hands, some of us have not come to know you as our Lord and Savior. It is a prayer, Lord that rivers of salvation shall indeed flow in our hearts, in our lives, and take away that mess, and that Christ, the righteous branch, the righteous branch, the branch of righteousness shall be made real in our lives as we build a relationship with him. Here and in our homes and those online, that King of glory, we will be the holy people portraying your light and your example and your salvation in a world today that is dark, that there will be symbols of righteousness, a people of righteousness shining for you and with you. In Christ Jesus, our Lord, we pray. Amen.